And if you have your Bibles here, um, you can take a look at 1 Peter chapter 3. We're going to be diving right in. Right now, we're walking through the book of 1 Peter. I hope you're enjoying it. Yeah. Any, anybody enjoying it? Yeah, if, you're, if you're online, say, I'm enjoying this. Get on the chat and say, yeah, I love God's Word. <laughs> Why not? And... Um, <clears throat> Yeah, we're, we've been going through this the series. We're calling the series Great Expectations. And uh, the, the whole book has a lot of expectations. First of all, ex expectations that we have for the future. And also there's expectations that God has on us. And there's expectations that we can have on, you know, from one another. And so that's what the, the book is. And we're walking through all these different themes and the theme verse is uh, from 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 3 and 4. It says this, Now we live with great expectation, and we have a priceless inheritance. And I just want to share with you a bit of a review here from where we've been, where we've been and the different expectations that we've always already talked about. And, and we started out the series after the introduction, and in the first chapter, there was a, a, a sharing how the prophets, they were expecting uh, greater glory to come. And then the, the second half of that, uh, of that chapter is that we, uh, we, as God's people, live in expectation of the second coming and final judgment. And then that's our expectation. So the prophets expected things. We expected things. God expects us to live in a way that honors and exalts Jesus. And he also expects us to understand and respect authority. And I shared on that one uh, two weeks ago. And uh, if you missed these uh, teachings, they're all online, and you can see them again if you, if you want to go back, or you can listen to them on podcast. You can download them and stay offline and go for a walk or a bike ride or a drive, and, and uh, you can do that. Last week, wow, Pastor Matt... By the way, Pastor Matt is not here today. He's speaking at another church, uh, so we're blessing him. We already prayed for him, uh, and uh, we're expecting a, a good, uh, good report from that. Uh, last week, Pastor Matt talked about a love story, biblical authority in the home, and a spouse should be uh, expect to be treated properly. But today, we're going to be carrying on in chapter 3 of 1 Peter, uh, starting at verse 8, I believe it is, and go right through to verse 12. And we'll read that in a minute. Uh, but today's, the theme for today is an aligned perspective. An aligned perspective. And a, a subtitle, or the tagline is Radical Thinking from 1 Peter chapter 3, verses 8 through 12. Now, when I say the word radical... I was actually thinking about this when I think of the word radical. Sometimes I think of people, you know, shouting and raising their fist and walking in the street and, and being radical like that. But actually, radical in this sense is radically different from what you would normally see in the world around you. Radically different from what you'll hear on social media or on, on television or online or even in the street or on the radio. Uh, the thinking that we need to have as Bible-believing Christians is going to be very different from the kind of thinking 
that people have out in the public in our modern day here in North America. And in fact, it's radically different all around the world. When I, my, my friends in Africa, they're having their annual convention this week, and I'm all excited about that, but I'm often I'm there when I'm speaking in Malawi, and you know, their thinking is different from our thinking here in North America, and but yet the believers in the church and the, and the teachings from the scriptures are radically different from the way that, that they think as well. And perhaps you're watching from somewhere else in the world. Uh, we have people that watch from all around. And, you know, we need as God's people to align our thinking and not with, not with me, okay? <laughs> Don't try to, I'm not trying to get you to align thinking with me and just say, the, say what I like you to say. But we want to uh, align ourselves to God's word and God's way of seeing things. Having an aligned perspective, be in alignment with God. So I'm like to, I'd like to read this whole passage, these few verses here from this passage, and then we're going to pray. And i got some things to say about it. And then uh, we're going to have communion a little bit later. So it's going to be a good morning. Are you ready? All right. So starting in 1 Peter chapter 3. And verse 8. Finally, all of you should be of one mind. Sympathize with each other. Love each other as brothers and sisters. Be tender-hearted and keep a humble attitude. Don't repay evil for evil. Don't retaliate with insults when people insult you. Instead, pay them back with a blessing. That's radical. That's what God has called you to do. And he will grant you his blessing. A lot of people want God to bless them. Well, here's some keys on that. Verse 10, for the scriptures say, if you want to enjoy life and see many happy days, keep your tongue from speaking evil and your lips from telling lies. Turn away from evil and do good. Search for peace and work to maintain it. The eyes of the Lord watch over those who do right. And his ears are open to their prayers. But the Lord turns his face against those who do evil. Whoa. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, thank you for your wonderful love. Thank you for your goodness and your grace. I pray that you will give us understanding into these words here, into this scripture in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, somebody's, somebody's paying attention. That's good. A little child here <laughs> mimicked me, and that was, that's all right to say amen. Let everybody say amen. That's good. Now, verse 8 here, it says finally, and, and uh, it's not the last point. In fact, it's the first point, point of, the script, of the scriptures that we're going through here today. Finally, all of you should be of, of one mind. So finally, it, it's, uh, it's referring to the last number of, of scriptures, starting in chapter 2, verse 17, where it talks about submitting to authorities in the government. And that's, a, that's something that we don't like to hear. Uh, that's something that's radically different. But it, we need to be open to what God has placed over us and to be submissive in our hearts to the government officials. And then, of course, uh, we also, it also says something to employees in chapter 2, verse 18. It's a, it's a different way of looking 
at labor relations where people that are employed need to honor their employers. What a radical thought that is. It doesn't mean to be a, a doormat. It just means that we have to have a mindset that's different from, uh, from others. Uh, wives and husbands, you know, wives need to expect, need to be able to expect that they will be respected. Amen, amen. All the women, and there's a lot of women in here, pretty quiet on that one. <laughs> Because you, you know what I'm going to say next. And the guys, we, we also have an expectation that we should be respected. It works both ways. Amen. Come on. That's good preaching. All right. If you, if, if, you know what? If I don't think I'm getting through, I'll just talk longer. Okay? So, you, so. <laughs> and if you're online, you can say, you know, wait a minute. Or you can say, you know, I agree or amen or whatever you want. But I, I want you to know, if you're online and if you would like prayer, uh, you can just go on the chat. We have people on the chat that will pray with you, especially a little later, but you could even do that now if you want. So this, this scripture that we're studying today, it starts off by saying, finally. And he's, he's, got, he's including citizens of a country. He's including uh, people who are employed. He's uh, people that are married. And then he says, everyone, finally, all of you, all of you should be of one mind. But like I was saying earlier, the one mind isn't like, okay, well, you have to listen to me. It's actually uh, people, we need to be uh, aligned with God's truth, not, not a human consensus either. So we could have a vote, you know, we could say, okay, well, the sky is not blue. Well, it, it, the, the color of the sky isn't blue. Now it's called, now it's called um, I don't know, what color should I use for an example? Purple, okay? Sometimes the sky gets purple. That's why I was stumbling with that one. But, you know, a normal blue sky, we're not going to start calling it purple. We could even vote, and everybody would agree, we're going to change the name of that color, from blue to purple. But that, we could all be in agreement about that, which is a little silly. But that's not what it means when it says you should be of one mind. It Actually, it, it is to understand together. To understand, you know, life. To understand God. To understand God's ways. God's words. To, to realize that there's more to life than just what we can see. We fit, we're filled in this world with naturalism and all kinds of spiritual activities and, and uh, you know, atheism and people that, that just have rejected the whole idea of accountability to a loving God. But we need to come into alignment with God's word. And that's what this is actually saying. It doesn't mean to, to you know, have group speak. Because there's a lot of group speak out there that is actually leading us down the wrong path. Amen. That's exactly right. So it's, it's understanding together. So there's two areas of alignment in this passage that I saw. The first one is to be aligned with the great commandment. And last week, Pastor Matt did a masterful job of talking about how, uh, you know, submitting in the home is all about the great commandment that we should love the Lord our God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength and love our neighbor as ourselves. This is the first and the great commandment. And these scriptures that are following here, 
in chapter, uh, chapter 3, verse 8 and 9. Uh, they are all around uh, the great commandment. And now here's some examples of that, of how to express the great commandment, how to align ourselves, to sympathize with each other, to, to, to care about one another. And we were, uh, we were having some, some actual uh, fun with this on Wednesday night on our online. If, you're, if you don't watch this online, uh, you might enjoy it if you, if you just uh, take a look sometime. Uh, but last, last Wednesday, we were having fun with this because this next one, it says, be tender-hearted. And the actual, uh, the actual Greek, literal Greek meaning it, of this uh, is, is have strong bowels. <laughs> and, you know, it's a little, it's a little gross. But actually what, what it is is that people in, in these days, in the Greek-speaking world, you know, 2,000 years ago, it, they don't talk about the feelings being in their heart. They talk about their feelings being in their, in their bowels, out of their innermost being. So it's just the way they express it. So this idea of being tender-hearted is to have strong bowels. <laughs> anyway, we'll just move right along here. And keep a humble attitude. That's radical, you know. People, it's all about me. It's all about my rights. And it's all about my position that's right. And my politics that are right. And my money is mine. And you know what I'm saying? It's all about me, right? And that's the popular, that's the popular message that we hear. But the radically different message is to walk in love. And, and to have um, a humble attitude. And then those are some pluses, and then there's some don'ts as well. Don't repay evil for evil. You hit me, you know what's going to happen. I'm going to hit you right back. Well, that is not the right way. Don't retaliate with insults when people insult you. Instead, pay them back with a blessing. That's, that's, uh, that's radical. Now, this isn't difficult. It's impossible. Okay. And so we need God to help us and make us new from the inside out. And that's the message of Christianity. We don't try to get better and try to do these things so God will think we're okay. It's the whole other way around. We have God in our life, and he changes us from the inside. And that's why it's so important to embrace him and embrace his message. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So we align ourselves with the great command. That's what God has called you to do. You have an individual calling. This isn't just for all the other Christians, and I'm just going to now, I'm going to uh, come to church on Sunday, and I'm going to come to church next Sunday, but in between, I'm just going to kind of do my own thing. No, th- th- God, listen, God's got your number, okay? God's got your number. He loves you. He cares about you. He's watching you. We'll be talking about that in a minute. And you know what? He wants you to, uh, to do these things, and he has a special call on your life to be radically different. Well, you know what? Let's just do this, all right? Say this out loud. This is for me. Ready? One, two, three, go. This, this is, is for me. me. Thank you. Amen. Amen. This is for you. Say it. Even when you're online, just go ahead and say it out loud or even whisper it. Or at least think about it. This is for me. Our God has called me. This is what he's called me to do. And he will grant me his blessing. I want God's blessing. I want God's blessing for you. 
I want God's blessing for you out there who are watching online. This is why we do this, because we want God to meet you, and we want you to have this healthy relationship with God. That's, that's the whole reason we're doing this all. So we're to be aligned with the great command, and we're to be aligned with the fear of the Lord. Now, if you were, if you were paying attention when we read this, there's not really a mention of the fear of the Lord here, but there's a quotation from Psalm, 30, uh, Psalm 34 and verse, actually verse 12, but the verse before the quotation, okay, if, are you following me? The quotation in Peter is found in the book of Psalms. And you turn to the book of Psalms and you read the verse right before the beginning of the quotation, which is pretty much word for word. It says this, Listen, I want to come and I want to show you how to fear the Lord. That's how the book of Psalms introduces this quotation part. So now we're going to stay, we're going to stay in 1 Peter. And uh, it's, it, says, it says in 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 10, For the scriptures say, what scriptures? Psalm 34, verse 12. Okay? The scripture says, If you want to enjoy life, and see many happy days. Are, are there any takers here for enjoying life and seeing many happy days? Are, are we in? All right. So that, so here's, here's, I'm going to, so in the Psalms it says, I'm going to teach you the fear of the Lord. And then he goes on to say this, and this is quoted here now in 1 Peter 3 and verse, uh, verse 10. It says, is that right? Yes, verse 10. If you want to enjoy life and see many happy days, Keep your tongue from speaking evil and your lips from telling lies. Turn away from evil and do good. Search for peace and work to maintain, to maintain it. You know, there's a lot of effort that's being expended in these days in Tokyo at the Olympics. I don't know if you've been watching them or hearing about them, but... You know, some of those athletes, we're, we're watching this thing called a steeplechase yesterday, and they, they run three kilometers, uh, you know, around this track. I don't know how many times that is around a track. I think it's the track 400. Yeah. So, so the, I don't know how many times someone's a better math person than me. But, you know, they're going around to, to, uh, up to 3,000 kilometers. But in the meantime, it's called steeplechase, and they, they've got these barriers they have to run over, and some of them even have, you know, have a, a, a puddle at the other side that goes out, I think it's 12 feet. So, you, you know, and so you're trying to run this race and you got to jump over this barrier. It looked like it was around four feet tall. And then on the other side, there's a puddle, like 18 inches deep, I think they said. Crazy. A lot of energy, you know, the swimming and the boxing and all the different sports. You know, God wants us to, excuse me, God wants us to expend our energy and search, search for peace. It takes work. It takes effort to do these things. But again, we're not doing these efforts because we're trying to attain something to God. We're doing, expending this effort because we are children of God. We are people who are believers, and the Holy Spirit lives in us, and there's still a spiritual battle, and we still have to work at this. Yeah. 
I don't, maybe you don't. Maybe you're the only people in the world, but, but I know I do. I have to work at it all the time, and I don't always get an A-plus in this. <laughs> I'm sort of guessing maybe I'm not alone in that. But there, look, at, look at this, uh, this, is, this uh, last verse here in verse 12. It, it actually is it's a quotation from the Psalms, but I wanted to bring it right into the, uh, the present day here. Okay, look at verse 12. It's such a beautiful yet very challenging scripture. It says that the eyes of the Lord, and that, that tells me God is very intentional, and he's, he's watching you in a good way. He's paying attention to you. Do you want God to ignore you? I don't think so. The eyes of the Lord watch over those who do right. And his ears are open to their prayers. That's very intentional, God's eyes and his ears. But you know what? If we're, if we're walking in a whole different way in rebellion and not doing what... Don't, I, I don't want God to tell me. I don't want anybody to tell me what to do. I'm going to do what I want to do when I want to do it. Okay, well, God's... It doesn't say he turns his face away. That would be bad enough. But actually, God turns his face against. Not away. He's still watching. And I was thinking about this. What kind of face... Is God giving me a dirty look? <laughs> what kind of face has God given me? Is it a face of anger? Is it a face of disbelief? You did what? Is it a face of grief? Is he sad? I don't want that kind of face from God. Seriously. I don't want you to get a face like that from God. I don't want God giving us a dirty look. I want him to look at us, to look at me, and watch over. The eyes of the Lord watch over. That's comfortable. That's beautiful. That's, that gives us uh, peace. That, that gives us satisfaction. God's ear, uh, his ears are open to the prayers. God, God wants to have this conversation. And so many people say, well, I'm, I'm not really good at praying. Oh, sure you are. The only way to be bad at praying is to not. Or to, or to, uh, or, or to be dishonest. But believe me, you don't want to lie to Jesus, all right? <laughs> but pray, just talk to him. Because his ears, his ears are attentive to your prayers. You don't have to sound like someone else. You sound like yourself. And your prayers matter. And your prayers count. You are in position. If you're a believer today, if you're someone who wants to walk with God, if you've repented in that sense where repent means this, it means to turn away from my own ways and my rebellion, to turn away from the sin and turn toward God and turn toward his righteousness. It doesn't mean to be perfect. It just means to be walking in a certain direction. You can be very sincere but if you walk south long enough from this spot where we are here in White Rock, you'll get wet. You can be sincere as long as you want, but if you keep walking south, you'll hit the beach, and if you don't stop, you'll be wet. Okay? If you want to go to Vancouver, don't walk south. Okay? Vancouver is, is north and west from here. So that's the direction you have to go. So it's a matter of direction. 
matter of I'm, I'm following God. I might not always get it right. I might take a wrong turn, but God's going to help me because he loves me. God's going to help you because he loves you. He loves you. He loves you.